Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Do y'all hear this beat? Oh, what? Yes. Hey. Oh. Y'all, I created that beat. I was so shocked myself, but yes. Yes, I created it. It was me. It was me. <laughs> good morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning, good morning to my early birds catching the worm. If you're just waking up and tuning in, good afternoon. And if you're burning the midnight oil, good evening. It's Friday. It's Friday, y'all. The beginning of the weekend. So you know exactly what that means. We are back. If you didn't know, every Friday morning, a new episode will be posted on every platform with new topics and conversations, guests and visitors, and weekday highlights. Thank you to all my co-hosts listening and tuning in. Welcome back for another episode. I'm so glad and excited to have you. Let's go ahead and start the episode because we are about to get into some things and I hope you're ready. So put on your seatbelt, relax. We're about to merge into the Diamond Lane. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening. Welcome back to another episode of the Diamond Lane Podcast. I'm so glad that you guys were here to join us. And today we have two very special guests. Um, If you tuned in last week, I had my oldest sister, Alexandria Harris, with me. And today we are grazed with the the pleasure the pleasure of having my other older sister so my middle sister like i said last week i am the baby so today my middle sister older sister um if we were not 10 years apart we probably would have been twins but god knew what he was doing when he did not make us twins hallelujah Um, everyone, please give a warm welcome to my middle sister, Lakinda Joy Barabin. Got the whole uh, the whole name out the there. The whole government name. Oh my oh, god! Ah, well, now what's going on with you? Oh gosh! What's All right, I just <laughs> we are from Los Angeles, though. Lakinda likes to think that she is from many um, continents, states, countries, and geographies. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, sometimes you got to add them to your character, add them to, you know, your, your, your vibe. Because, you know, when you go different places, they got different vibes. You know, when I went to New Orleans, I learned how to roll, baby. When they say, let's get up and go, that means let's get up and roll. That means right. when you're in the car and you with your girl and she get to hopping out the car, you got to hold the wheel. Make sure you're driving slow, straight, but she about to roll and she about to shake. So when you in New Orleans, you got to, sh- you, you got to be ready. Yeah. Okay. Listen, okay. <laughs> listen. I, I will say that we do get it honest. She gets it honest because our grandparents are actually from yeah. the bayou. They are from Louisiana and Texas and Alabama. So, you know, although we were definitely, we are definitely L.A. Cali girls. South Central. Yes, that's the South as we go. (laughs) South Central. You know, I hate that phrase, (laughs) South Central. But uh, we are definitely Los Angeles raised, you know, Cali bred. Uh, We have very strong Southern roots, so. Yeah. Um, But this is the sister's edition. Sister, sister. Because we are sisters. We stand together. 
my sister does not know this song oh my goodness see this is this is the cheetah girls you're supposed to know the song oh cheetah girls cheetah sisters okay all right okay well before we begin i am absolutely going to start off this conversation by saying that though i have two older sisters i was absolutely raised as an only child drops the mic because I already know what this is about to become. But Whatever. yes, I am the baby of two older sisters, but I was raised as an only child. My sisters um, how, left and abandoned me when I was about 10, 9, 8. What? <laughs> Going off to college is not abandoning you. I just, <laughs> you guys left me. You left me. I just, I'm like, you were eight when I went to college right and then you were 12 when Lakenda went to college I was young so um <laughs> but what, what's this let me let me help me understand how over a decade of your life we all lived together and you but all you, you had a sister there and we went to college 45 miles away so we were home mm. every weekend or every other weekend and sometimes during the week if you had school programs we was taking a two-hour ride i got something that'll shut you down right now you want me to put you on blast i got you you want me to do it <laughs> go I ahead got you. But you Lord. know, but you know, my memory doesn't start until yes. I'm like 13. That's I don't, true. I have no idea so what erased, so, so basically, you erased us from your memory, and therefore, oh Lord, and therefore, you erase us the only child in your mind. I have, Is that what happened so in your mind? As a, as a child, you guys, I have no memory of me being two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Um, it's very weird. I just, I don't remember anything um well she does you remember certain little flashes and like little birthdays this or little my, uh, my sister has but pulled not out the, not like lots and lots of memories right yeah, yeah looking has pulled out the she the, has she has the the genealogy the also okay. ever hidden <laughs> book of photography that no one has ever seen in our whole entire lives so so look at the uh when you found these pictures, you found these pictures of her when she was very little. What did you think? I was like, oh, okay, childhood. <laughs> <laughs> they do, I, it does exist. That's it does funny. exist, yes. Girl, tell me that you then grew up by yourself. No, indeed. Well, okay, so Lakenda and I are 10 years apart. Alexandria and Lakenda are four years apart, so they were like, you know, real sisters and like best friends. Real sisters. Do you and hear this, Lakenda? Real sisters. And because she's our fake sister, apparently. What in the heezy? Well, you know, um, I, I, okay. I, 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 I'm gonna need you to retract that. I didn't have fake sisters before. Okay, oh. you heard oh. what I said. I didn't oh. have those before, and they don't exist because Listen. they was fake. And we are real sisters. I mean, I think the thing, it doesn't hurt my feelings now, but when you used to say we were younger, because I can laugh at it now, I'd be like, girl, yeah. girl, stop, be playing. But when I was younger, I'd be like, but but I did all this stuff for you. And <laughs> like, but we talk on the phone all the time. I promise I've been trying to be there for you and I'm just trying to get my education. Um, and so, you know, like we are real sisters and we have real bonds. And the cool thing about us is that you two have a unique bond and then we have our own unique bond that's very different. And I think that's 
to me what makes it even more so not just that we're biological sisters because we have to be by blood but we have you know created real relationships with each other uh, that honor one another and say hey I love you and I respect you and I'm here for you but not just in the same way like I don't feel like y'all treat me the same way you treat each other but not in a bad way more like in a that's your unique relationship and you know and I interact with you all differently and that's yeah. our unique relationship right I, agree. I just think it's, it's crazy to think that 14 years after the EP and the remix dropped the final album decided oh! to be branded and published. You like how I said this? See, I, I actually wrote this down. <laughs> I had I've to been, make I've sure. I've been thinking. I've been thinking. <laughs> That's pretty we cool. Shirts. We, we need, need shirts. shirts. We, we need those shirts. I need the EP, the, EP, the remix, remix, and the final album. And the final album. I love it. I love okay, it. Okay, so the first question I want to ask y'all, because you guys are a special breed of people. <laughs> Special breed, probably the last dying breed, but no, really it's the 90s babies who are the last dying real breed, you know, the revolution. But what was it like? What is it like? Because y'all not, you know, what is it like being an 80s child growing up, an 80s baby in that generation? Because I seem to think that y'all need some milk. Y'all need some water, some lemonade with some tea. What? <laughs> Why? What? Why are we dehydrated? What? <laughs> <laughs> y'all are just so different from me and I would like to know like what is it, what was it like growing up together um as sisters in the years that y'all were born you know it's interesting because and I, I definitely want Lakenda to jump in here but it's interesting because <clears throat> four years apart at that stage was it was a it's, it wasn't a totally different generation. So I am a what they call a zillennial, right? So I'm an old millennial, but Lakenda is millennial. a millennial, yeah. a mid middle aged millennial, and then you are Gen Z, right? And so Lakenda and I share a lot of things that we know and experience together. But me being that four years older there are certain things and values that I have that she doesn't necessarily have as a part of her cultural identity. And it's only four years apart. And so even though there are certain things that we were able to share because we're closer together, it doesn't mean that we were the same. And I think that's your perception is, Oh, wow. All the eighties babies kind of had this one experience. And then I'm over here nineties and I'm all off and I'm in the, in the, you know, in the cosmos and it's so different. It's like, my experience and even her experience are totally different even with that four-year gap there what do you think kenda um i played outside i played in dirt i didn't know what a cell phone was we didn't have cell phones i rode bikes i got in trouble i got scars for the gods okay like <laughs> i i you know I, I don't know i just um I was more connected, you know what I'm saying, to what was in front of me, like physically. Uh, I was in, I was attracted to the the playtime. We had rules, we're like we gotta be inside at a certain time, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it was just different, it was, it was fun. And so now it's just, it's just different. Like they got cell phones and more people be in the house and you know, it's more, 
introverts than it is extroverts. And it's like, I'm an extrovert. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to get up. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to have See, fun. I'm ready to get dirty. That's so funny. I'm ready so to go you're, fishing. You're an I'm extrovert. I'm ready to go horseback riding. I'm ready to go boat. You know, I'm ready to go dirt bike riding. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. And it just, it's not like that anymore. It's, it's definitely not like that. It's like, oh, we got to take a selfie first. We got to yes, make sure because if you, if you didn't take a selfie, if you don't record it, it didn't happen. Oh, and it definitely see, happened. That's definitely oh, see, that's, not. That's the difference. No, yeah. you need to have proof that you jumped off a ledge or went dirt biking in Jamaica or something Let me like tell that. you a story. Let me tell you a story. I was on Facebook or Instagram one of the two yesterday. And there was this guy, and he was across the street from this building. It was talking in a different language, so I have no idea what he was saying. But the video said it all. Okay, so he's taking this picture or this video of this other guy. He's on top of the building trying to catch a selfie. This man fell off the building and died. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> trying to take a selfie on top of a, like, 20-story building. He fell off and died. We heard him hit the ground. I turned the volume up. I said, this got to be a joke. It was not. Yes. Wow. So the eagerness to show the world to show other people that I've done something, I've been somewhere. No, I don't even do that. I, 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 I used to shoot shotguns in the field in Bakersfield. You don't know that. I don't got no pictures. I used to go fishing. You don't know that. I don't got no pictures. But it's a good story to tell because I didn't done it. I did that. I had fun. I got so one or two pictures from Jamaica. I went to Jamaica. I had a great time. I got like no pictures from Belize. I went to Belize. So I didn't really have a completely good time. But you know, I went. So it doesn't always need to be televised. It doesn't always need to be shown. But that's, I think that's a big generational difference because what you're essentially describing, not only, I'm going to say two ways. One thing is valuing memories more Mm -hmm. than pictures of memories. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I had that experience. I had great pictures at my wedding. I paid a photographer and it was like, you know, oh, I'm so glad I captured this, right? But there was a point in the preparation for my wedding where we had to figure out if somebody was going to go pick up flowers because we were supposed to pick them up the day before we didn't. And we were like, that's okay. We'll pick them. We'll have somebody go pick them up the morning of. So they'll stay, they'll be fresh. The, the place is right down the street, but we ended up running late, headed to the wedding and well, actually not headed to the wedding, but headed to, for me to get my hair done that morning. And everybody was already doing other things. And it was a certain point where I was like, oh my goodness, I am not going to have a bouquet for my wedding. And I had to decide, I uh, I think, I don't know. I don't know where you were. You were probably just getting dressed at the hotel, but I had to decide, do I want to delay the wedding and have somebody go pick up this bouquet, you know, from the florist or what have you. Or do I just want to have the wedding that's on time with the people that's there and just have the moment and stay in the moment and not be upset or obsessed with how it's going to look? Because that was my thing. Like, of course, I want the flowers, but I want it to look good. And oh, my gosh, it's not going to look good without a bouquet. And you know that nobody asked me where my bouquet is. I just chose to stay in the moment. I was like, I have to make a I decision. I think we were trying to get your hair done. Yes, we were. Because no, that you took came, so but long. But you came later. My, yes, my hair is a whole. It took us three days to do my hair because we did the, the braid first on one day. I got a question. And then we did the installation on another day. And then uh, we had our, our amazing childhood and celebrity hairstylist, uh, Renette, come in and whip it up the morning of. 
And so, but, but that way, but that was the thing though. It was like, I like, and I've used this to apply to life. Do I want this to look good or do I want this to feel good? Because I could have stressed out and got somebody to stop what they were doing, getting dressed and rush over and do this and delay the wedding. And it would have looked really nice in the pictures to have my bouquet. Or do I want to stay present and let this feel like a beautiful moment? And that's what I chose. And I think that's the right thing. And I don't think that that's necessarily a value that people have right now. I think that a younger bride of today would feel like, oh my God, it's not going to look right. Like on Instagram, it's not going to look right. I don't have my bouquet or whatever. And nobody ever asked me about them. Not even when they saw the wedding pictures or anything. What's your question? I just wanted to know where the hair is. (laughs) No, we are not. Absolutely not talking about that. Um, I have many opinions. No, thank you. Wait, wait, I want to say one more thing about the the extrovert thing. I think it's a lot of personality because I wasn't the person. I did play outside when I was younger, like up until 10. But after that, I didn't want to ride bikes and roll in the dirt and do all that stuff. I like skating. I had a skateboard. So I, I like that. But my pastime was reading, you know, Nancy Drew and Babysitter Club and uh, yeah. Goosebumps books and talking on the phone. So I was in the house a lot more than she was, but it was still very important to me. And it still wasn't something that I needed to, or, and I like going to my friend's house. Oh, we going someplace on Saturday. Are we meeting up at the mall or something? So that was my interest, but it still wasn't like, Oh, we're at the mall. Let's take a picture. You know, not all the time. Not like that. If we went to magic mountain, uh, six flags or Disneyland, then everybody wants to be in pictures. So Lakenda's an extrovert. Alexandra, you're an introvert, extrovert. I'm a, I'm an extroverted introvert. Yeah, I'm an ambivert. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. Yeah, ambivert. ambivert. Right? Okay. Yes. So that makes me What what do you think you are? Um, I'm probably like 70% introvert. Yes. 30% okay. extrovert. Yes. Um, Which yeah. makes you an extro- introvert. Okay. Yeah, because every yeah. introvert is capable of being you know out there, out there and, and having out fun and so, yeah, yeah. I, I don't reach that until I feel comfortable until you feel comfortable and I think I'm absolutely going to work I'm working on that um because I feel like in order to get comfortable with whatever it is you're doing you have to get uncomfortable first mm, so mm-hmm, yeah mm. 70% introvert 30%. and it's really crazy because I actually like if you would go back to like high school or even like my college people if you ask anybody they'd be like oh yeah you know she's really nice she's a social butterfly I'm very shy I'm a very shy person um and sometimes it takes me a while to open up to people yes but that's not a bad thing I don't want you to feel like that's something you have to fix it is just a part of your personality it's a part of who you are as long as you show up and I I like what you said about working on just showing up and, and working yeah. through the uncomfortable feelings. Yeah. But yeah. it's not something that you're like, and I need to be less of an introvert and less of my natural shy self and be more outgoing. I think that's a misconception, right? Yep. It's that introverts, the thing is, not only might you be a little more shy or reserved when you're first around new people, it takes you a minute to build up not only comfort, but trust. Like you need to be. Oh yeah, I don't trust nobody. Well, that's the thing. So once you do trust people and you're comfortable <laughs> with people, 
then that's when you feel like you can open up. So it's I not mean, just I like, oh, I'm so shy. It's like, I'm also making sure that this is a safe space. And I mean that in the most healthiest way. I don't trust <laughs> nobody. I mean, you know, you trust nobody. me. Yes, you somebody. Oh, okay. Whoever's name is nobody, I don't trust You me. don't trust them. Yes, no. okay. But so, I mean, but that's, but that's a part of it. Introverts don't need to calm down and be less, you know, vocal and, and uh, vibrant personalities. And extroverts don't need to pretend to be, you know, uh, super outgoing if that's not where they are. Be yourself. Just know that you don't want to be stuck in right. a comfort zone where you can't stretch your wings and do something cool. Right. So it's amazing that you, you just said stretch your wings. Um, so now I have to ask both of you guys a question. So since I'm 23, be 24 in September, Virgo Nation, <laughs> and, um, what is something that you would go back and tell your 23 year old self? Okay. And first, I want, I have to hear, Lakenda has to go first yes, she does. because, uh, it's facts. That's true. My sister is a walking testimony. And I think 23 is when you had your fire engine red hair. So she had her hair for for years. Years. She had red hair for years. So if if you can go back and tell 23-year-old Lakenda, what would you tell her? Twenty-three-year-old Lakenda. I probably would tell her. Oh. Still thinking? Okay. I probably would tell her. Um, I probably would tell her to stay in school. Um, the reason why is because I do believe that um, being at an institution, um, I think it would have taught me a lot more than not being in school and working on a job. Um, I don't regret it, but I definitely would tell myself to stay in school. That's the, that's, I think that's the biggest thing I would tell myself. I think I just would have put myself on a different scale. And so that's probably the biggest thing I would have told myself. And then I would have told myself a lot more things, but that would have been the number one thing I would have told myself. And can you explain a little bit about your college process and what you mean stay in school? Because you did go to school I did. Uh, after high school, but what was that? I never, I never felt like I fit in. I never felt like I knew what was going on. I felt lo lost a lot. And so um, I had, I stopped going to school and then I started working a job that I knew exactly what I was doing every single day, consistently, repetitive. It's, it's, it was the same thing. I felt so comfortable. I strived. I did good. I felt, I felt comfortable. Um, but that's, I just didn't feel like that was something that was for me. And I think that's a young person thinking instead of uh, oh, thinking, honestly. yes, instead of thinking five and 10 years forward. Mom um, used to always say, you know, your, your life comes in five-year incre increments. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. Do but a five-year check every five years. Five year check. And she was like, after five, she was like, after you hit your first five years, the next five years comes in two years. And you Ooh. really don't, and you really don't realize it as a young person you're just like i'm going with the i'm going with the whim you know i was real hot-headed i was real i was like i'm not gonna listen to you i'm not gonna, i'm gonna do what i want to do this that, and the other and my judgment was completely off so i definitely would have stayed in school just to be able to be around like-minded people 
who wanted to learn something, wanted to go far beyond um, the scope of just, I'm young and my parents told me to go to school. You know what I'm saying? I wish that I would have not just settled for um, a JC. Now, there's nothing wrong with the JC at all. What's uh, a JC? A junior college. So there's nothing wrong with going to a junior college at all. You know what I'm saying? Because that is a door opener. Um, but I wish that I would have walked through that door and then continued to walk through going to a university as well. Uh, just watching, like I used to be on Northridge campus while I was in Drew, and I used to be at all, I used to be like, man, how did y'all like, you know, kind of get here? And like, how do y'all do this college thing? And I just didn't, I didn't say anything. And I was, that was my other thing was I had never really said anything. I was just like, whatever, I'm about to figure it out myself. And um, that might've been pride or it might've been my dad talking. Cause my dad, my dad's always, daddy's always like, you know, figure it out. I had I came to him with a work problem one day and I'm just crying, 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 crying. He said he just you know he got the in his voice and he was like, Okay, so what you gonna do next? All right, we'll go ahead and get it done. I'll talk to your ass later. Goodbye. And I was just like, What? And I, I definitely think that that is something that we all, like, as sisters, like, we struggle with because we were raised to figure it out. Like, everybody is not going to help you. So it's either not going to get done or you're going to figure it out and it's going to get done or it's going to get done. Yeah. I, we I don't mean, like asking for help. No, we don't. So there's a, there's a benefit and then there's a drawback. The benefit is we are really resourceful and where some of our friends or people who are our age will not think to try two or three different things. We already know mm -hmm. you best have tried two or three different things. Mm -hmm. If you said the first thing did not work, you better already be looking for another alternative. And before you come ask me about it, uh, did you try the last three things that you think it wasn't going to work? Because if I do it, we going to have a problem. If I do it and it works, and you thought about it, but you didn't do it, then does that mean that you weren't being a critical thinker? Does that mean that you weren't using your resources? Does that mean that you weren't, uh, you didn't really want to solve the problem? You just want somebody to solve it for you? What is it? <laughs> what is the problem? You know, so we are people who think leaps and bounds above the average person who is our age. But of course, the drawback is that we have had to learn to ask for help from each other or we've had to learn to ask help from other people where we're like, hey, in fact, I can't figure it out. And yeah. yes, I did try three different ways to but Sunday it, it makes to figure us, it out. It makes us uncomfortable to ask other it people. It does. It makes, it makes me feel like, oh my gosh, I failed and now I have to ask for help. Yeah. And that's not the truth. That's not, Lakenda has a, Lakenda has her church finger up and she, she's politely asking to speak. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just before I toss it to you I'm just gonna say I just have to reiterate that's not true it's not that I have failed if I have to ask for help it's actually that I'm using support yes. and resources and knowledge yes. and strength so that I don't have to crash into a brick wall to find out that it's hard and it's gonna hurt you know and so that's something I've had to learn go ahead go ahead take it over minister how long is this podcast we have to go to church okay Go ahead, evangelist. You about to go to church, okay? Diamond is asking the question 
that leads to the other open-ended questions. How long <laughs> is this podcast? How many parts we about to have? We about to make our own podcast on some real life stuff. Listen, we could. Girl, every day I used to feel like I failed because I need to ask a question. Every mm. day I was like, I'm failing every single day. Every single day. With no grade, I'm failing because I need to ask a question. If I had a thought at 23, you succeed more when you ask more questions. Mm-hmm. I would have wished that I was an Aquarius. Yeah. Because my mom asked question after question <laughs> after question. And guess yes. what? Those are the questions. most useful questions ever. Mm-hmm. If I had a thought to be productive means that you ask the question. Because there is no wrong question. If I had not have been embarrassed because I wanted to ask a question i would have asked hey how do i make sure that i'm transferring from this junior college to a regular college hey hey hey, i got a question um what if i'm not really doing that well in these classes what then do i do what are the next thing i do if i feel stuck and i have felt stuck before and i stayed stuck until i figured out i could get myself out i stayed stuck I really did in real life, like genuine stuck relationships, stuck life stuck. I was stuck in a job. I was like, bro, it's consistent. I get it. That means I'm doing great. It's so crazy. No, baby. No. It's so crazy because now that like we're talking about this, I don't know why this just popped into my head, but I think today I was today years old when I realized that life is a team effort. Mm, life is a team sport life is a team sport i mean you know like we you always have that saying like it takes a village to raise somebody however uh sometimes that village is other people you don't know yes and i don't think i was today years old 7 10 2020 12 40 p.m it's today years old when i realized that eastern standard time eastern standard time <laughs> um but yeah it's definitely a team effort that's because deep. other team players, meaning the people you don't know, know plays that the people you're around 24-7 may not know. She better say it. She's saying a whole word. She came I, to deliver facts and truth today. Did you I, hear I, her? I, I do. I, I'm, I'm so, it's so dope, bruh, to be like sitting and hearing you talk at 23 mm-hmm. you know, 24 and knowing things that again i told you this before uh at 34 i'm just now figuring out uh, and I, I, I don't know if you will understand the type of like excitement genuine excitement i have inside because at 24 23 turning 24 the stuff that this 34-year-old started learning at 30. So mm-hmm. I've only matured over the last four years. Before that, I, I don't I don't know. I was stuck. I, was, I, I, I disagree. Was progress stuck. is progress. Yeah, I, <laughs> I disagree. Because I remember, I remember you at like 27 starting to have a turning point. And just because you were starting to ask more questions or you would start saying yeah. to me, I'm still doing things that don't make any sense. And I'm sure that they're not good for me, but I'm Absolutely. trying to figure out what is the alternative here? Like, Absolutely. how do I 
change? How do I get out from that? What, what is, what is another way? And I remember you saying super profound things that I was like, wow, that is amazing. I'm I'm watching you grow up right here before my eyes. So I would refute that you've only been maturing over the last four years. I do think that you've been over the last six or seven years, been paying more attention to your life, not just the people life around you, not just, oh, this is what I was taught that I'm supposed to do, but actually like, hey, God, what did you have in mind for me and me? What do I need to respond in my life to make sure that that's actually representative? I agree. But see, this is the thing. The turning point was when I started putting action behind my words. See, I can be influential. I can say some of the greatest things. I can say profound things, right? Um, It's until a person, until I really started to put the footwork. When I took my first year and four months off of drinking, that, that's why I said it's, it's only been four years. So definitely I've been aware for the past like six years, maybe, maybe five. And I really was like, man, something is weird. <laughs> something is happening. I don't know what it is. But when I took, when I first started doing that first year and I think three months of not drinking, and then coming out of that, my mind started to become more clear. My actions started to speak louder than my words did. And over the last two years, I've been like, you know what? I can actually hear mm-hmm. because I'm not letting something else like prevent me from hearing. I'm going to, I stopped lying. I'm an excellent liar. I stopped lying to myself. That was the most important thing. I can lie to anybody still right now. And it'll just be like, man, magical. But I had to stop lying to myself because that's what kept me stuck, lying to myself. So when I started putting real footwork, real action, real acceptance, forgiveness for myself, forgiving myself for not knowing, and then forgiving myself for lying and thinking that I knew more than what I did. So I had to really like dig into Lakenda because it wasn't everybody else breaking Lakenda. It wasn't everybody else putting a two cents in about Lakenda, it was Lakenda, not looking at the full picture and not accepting like, yo, you need to work on yourself and you need to fix you because you are so hurt and so broken and you're ready to blame everybody else instead of taking responsibility for yourself. It's you versus you. It's you versus you. It's not you versus somebody else. I chose certain things. That was me making a decision, Elena Stewart. I chose certain things. That was me making the decision. I did certain things. That was me. That wasn't somebody else. That was me. And until I was able to genuinely say that, I wasn't growing. I was just talking and running my mouth, which I know how to do very well. And it sucks. It looks stupid. You look dumb, girl. You look dumb. <laughs> you know, no, I was just telling Diamond this. Dumb I was stupid. <laughs> I was just telling Diamond this. There's a difference between being an adult and being grown. Woo! And you can be an adult. You how become an adult at the age of 18. You can become no, an adult. I'm, I'm looking at the time as well. <laughs> you can be How an adult at the age of 18. We're going to need a sister. We're going to need a diamond. We're going to have to do a part two. We're going to have to do a part two. We're going to have to do a whole podcast just about this. Diamond bees. How many questions did we get through? This is so you know, much and it's, I have. We have to hear Alexandria say her, her 23 to 23 years old, you know? <laughs> okay. So for me at 23, I had just. I was in a terrible relationship 
You were engaged? I was engaged to be married. Oh my gosh. Which was my dream. Uh, you were engaged at my age right now. Yes. Ooh. And had been engaged for a while at that point. I had been engaged for probably a year at yeah. that point. So it wasn't yeah. even like, oh, I just got freshly engaged. Like, no, no. At like 22, I was engaged. 21, 22, I was engaged to get married. And I had been with that person for several years up until then. So it wasn't sporadic. It wasn't something that just fell out the sky. It was like, this is a big part of my life. This is the direction that I'm going in. God, I feel called to serve in this particular way. Uh, I was actually... Uh, engaged to a minister so people were talking to me about how I was gonna be the first lady. lady of a church and I was like oh lord you didn't tell me that message that word but let me get ready you know and thinking that I'm my life is figured out that my life is completely in order and that it makes sense and that it was godly and and that I was in a right relationship I felt like on top of the world except for the relationship was a hot garbage mess and I did not care about myself enough to recognize that I was uh, allowing myself to be disrespected. And, and I'm not just talking about the, the guy because he did his own things, right? Um, but the real thing is what did I do to me? And I neglected who I was. I was not really honest with God and talking to God about direction. I did not care about myself enough to say, hey, hmm, this uh -huh. doesn't work for me. This is not a positive experience for me. I was prepared and willing to sacrifice myself for the success of our, a relationship. I was willing to change my career to accommodate uh -huh. the person that I was with. I was confused about how this life thing was supposed to work in terms of love I felt very committed oh. to the idea that love was pain that love hurt uh, and that that's just a part of life right and so all of these things <laughs> we're definitely going to have to do a part two to this <laughs> all, all of these things corrupted my soul like it corrupted my soul and my spirit uh, it, it created me to be a person who was not very loving because I was so angry because I was I was fighting for love I was fighting mm. everything so much so I you know I remember at one point like I'm not a person who curses a lot and I remember at one point Lakenda uh, we were living in Reseda at the, at the apartment and I had said something to you and you were like I am I just don't know what to say because and I was like well what's the problem like Everybody else can have an attitude, but me, I'm the only person who has to be nice all the time. And that, and I'm, you know, fussing and cussing. And you were just like, um, okay. <laughs> and I was like, well, what? Cause I'm the, cause I'm the cusser, you know, I'm the one that just loses her mind. Alexandria is not. And it just, it will put you on pause. <laughs> and so I just felt like, well, it, I, I'm going to be like everybody else because me trying to be a good girl and me trying to follow the rules and be a good girlfriend and, and be so, you know, so right and righteous and be uh, a Christian right now, I'm not really seeing the point because I feel mm. like my life sucks and it's falling apart and I'm really sad um, and I don't know what's supposed to be different. So at 23, by the end of the year of being 23, uh, I had broken off my engagement. Um, well, actually, he broke off the engagement with me. But I 
but then and then wanted to be in a relationship with me which was strange and again because i did not love and value myself i said okay because mm-hmm. that's what somebody who is broken and is not really seeking the fullness and love of god but seeking Ooh. it in other people that's what a woman like that will do and that's what i did i said hey okay yes you don't value me and want to work on our relationship as we had stated i lost money in our wedding i was broke trying to pay for something that wasn't going to happen so i had a lot of problems at 23. (laughs) um but i think what i would tell myself at 23 what what she did not know was that she's gonna be all right and actually this what feels like rejection because i did eventually break it off with that person um what feels like rejection is actually God's protection and that God was saving me from so much by showing me that this was not okay, that, uh, that I had to set proper boundaries in my life because I was still willing to work it out with that person. But I was like, Hey, I understand we're not where we need to be, but I need something different for my life. Here are the three or four things that need to change in order for us to work together. And that person basically said, I'm not willing to change to be a healthy person for you. And, and it was finally then that I was like, okay, well that means that I have to let that go because I am not willing to keep sacrificing who I am and enter a lifelong partnership with somebody who does not love and respect me. Um, But I feel like my life was over. I felt like my life was over and that it had fallen apart and a whole bunch of other stuff. I actually write about this in my book, Free Your Real Vision. Go to amazon.com, pick that up. (laughs) Uh, But I I ended up writing about it in a way and speaking about it in a way that I never really have before because I don't really talk about the past and not because I'm ashamed of it, but because it's more so like, Hey, it was a learning lesson and it was my life. It's not right a game, you know, but I think that it's important for many of us to be able to learn from other people's mistakes so that we don't have to make them all on our own. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. uh, so I put boundaries and I put, I asked for more respect. I asked for, uh, a more of a, relationship that lined up with my values and I did not get that and I then said as Vivian Green who I love she says in a song uh so I walked away from the pain of hurting me you know uh, I was crying and I didn't like it but I knew that I needed something different for my life and that I wasn't going to find it trying to find love and make someone love me the way that I need to be loved. I needed to. So I would tell my 23 year old self, you need to seek God. You need to find wholeness and peace and joy within God, as opposed to trying to find it in this man. And it's going to be a while before you actually connect with another person and you need to live your best life. You need to travel. You need to enjoy. You need to learn who you are. You need to value this season because as single women, we, you know, when we're single for a long time, people tell us, well, when you going to get a man? Well, when you going to have kids? Well, when you going to settle down? All these different questions, as opposed to just recognizing like, that's a, just a beautiful season in life. And I think yes. we disparage it, but then we get in relationships and we start having kids and have a, a marriage and all that stuff where I am now, where it's like, I'm committed every minute and every hour of the day. I am committed to a human being, whether it is my husband or my child. And if I did not have the years of singleness, the years where I lived in 
you know, city to city. I lived in Washington, D.C. I lived in New York. I, you know, moved here to Atlanta by myself. I explored the world. I stayed out till 3 a.m. I, you know, went and did amazing trips internationally and, and met great people and danced all night and enjoyed great food. Like, I have a fulfillment in my life that's my husband and my child bring something additional to me versus who I was before. Oh my gosh, the person who I'm in a relationship with, they are my whole life. So I would have told my 23 year old self, quit tripping, stop trying to make somebody love you and don't try to make nobody else love you. Be whole on your, in your, in your singleness, build up that spiritual relationship with the Lord because you're going to need it. Write more. I would have told her to write more and, uh, and really just live, like live a full, beautiful, amazing life. Be as creative as you want to be. Don't worry about other people judging you. It's okay if all your friends, every single last one of them people that you're around right now at 23, it's okay if you let all them go. It's okay. Jesus. (laughs) It's it's quite all right. Like, you're going to survive. And not only are you going to survive, but you're going to realize that while you love them, you think you need them and you don't. Say that. Say that. That was a hard lesson, too. Say that. So, I, okay, so we're, okay. Um, So, Lakinder, I want to ask you, I I actually have two questions that I want to ask, but they are very deep so i think i just want to choose one um just because because for the sake of time as well as they are very deep so okay so the question that i want actually no i'm going to ask you both the questions and i want you to decide which one you want to answer is that okay all right okay so the first question is what was the hardest lesson you had to learn in your whole entire life your whole entire life and how did you handle it? And what was your response to it? So it has different parts, but that was all one question. And then the second question is, what moment in your life or was there a moment that you had to sit back and ask yourself, what is this teaching me instead of why is this happening to me? The first one is, is that I'm enough. Um, that was a hard lesson um I I I focused on trying to be more 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 uh try to be better try to be this I think I used to be a people pleaser and I think that once I realized that you know even if doing the absolute identical thing that someone is asking you to do you're still it's still not going to be enough for them Mm -hmm. um and so for me I beat myself up a lot like mentally 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 I beat myself up a lot I am my worst enemy and so learning that I was enough um, learning that how I am is enough uh, accepting that who I am is enough accepting that my name is enough my height is enough Um, I don't have to drink myself into a coma because I am enough I don't need to change my perception of who I am to match what someone else thinks I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I'm enough. And so I didn't get that until probably like last year. Mm -hmm. So 33, I realized I was like, yo, I'm enough. And the, and what was the second one? 
um, what moment in your life or was there a moment um, that you had to, any part of your life that you had to sit back and ask yourself, what is this teaching me instead of why is this happening to me? Because I feel like um, right now, you know, with quarantine and the pandemic and all that stuff, uh, life still has to go on at the same time. Like I have, we as people have a lot on our plates in addition to this quarantine, in addition to this pandemic. So instead of, oh God, like, dang, like, why is this happening to me? I can't catch a break. Um, what moment in your life where you had to ask yourself, what is this teaching me? Hmm. See, I told you the I told you the question was gonna be deep. It's completely okay if you know we have to think about it because there definitely will be a part two to this sisters edition. It just it just has to be. It has I, to be. And the reason why I didn't answer or I haven't answered yet is because one thing that I've learned, I went to a retreat for three days. And that retreat for three days was my first time being sober in seven years. Like, legit, on purpose, being sober in, like, the seven years. Uh, so I had a seven-year span. So in that retreat, um, I learned how to not lie. It's crazy. It's so crazy. It's like, oh, well, you just don't lie. No, nope, it's not that easy. When you're a habitual liar about anything and everything it's it just second nature. It becomes second nature. I talk in lies. I used to talk in lies. And I, so nothing is, so what happens is when I'm asked a question, something happens. An answer immediately comes to mind. For me, I used to create the answer. So the first one, the first thing that popped into my mind was, look into you was enough. The first thing that popped into mind when you asked me about the 23-year-old was that I should have stayed in school. So I, if I give you the first answer that comes to mind, there's no way I'm lying because that is the first answer that comes to mind. So I don't have anything that's coming to mind right now that I would uh, use or say because I, had, I probably need to think about that because there's been, I mean, there's been several times where I think like, what, what is this doing to me? But it's not what is what am I learning from this or what what is this supposed to teach me I'm not sure you know really how to answer that one gotcha okay well save save your answers I want you to think about it and save your answer um for the part two of the sisters edition and I would like to thank you and Alexandra both for taking we should be named sister lane All right, let's let's go ahead and think about that before we go ahead and publish that. Um, but I want to thank you and Alexandra both for taking the time out of your busy, busy schedules to um, sitting here with me and just letting me pick your brain about uh, questions that need answers, whether it be from me or you or I mean, because I feel like uh, whatever anybody's going through in their life, if they're listening to this or if a friend has told them, hey, you know, check this out, I feel like it can be, anybody yeah. can put them their names uh, into other people's situations. So whether they're okay. battling whatever, they can, you know, learn from it. We're Alexandria, so we can sing May His Peace Be With You. Um, 
we are going to save that for the second, the part two of the Sisters Edition podcast on the Diamond Lake podcast. Um, and we will save that, but we will be back. So thank you, y'all. Thank you for tuning in and listening. So stay tuned for more episodes.